Is being yourself enough to be happy? Or does happiness require effort? So this idea of the pursuit of happiness, of wanting to be happy, sounds good. It certainly sounds positive. We want to be happy. And it seems to make sense, at least on the face of it, to take some responsibility for that happiness. You know, you've got to do what needs to be done if you want to be happy, surely. However, as we may have experienced in our own life, sometimes that approach can kind of miss the mark and kind of embracing just a basic sense of ease, not striving, but just actually being can often be something that actually gives more happiness than trying too hard. You can kind of almost scare happiness away sometimes if you're a bit too intense or vigorous in the approach you're taking. So embracing the sense of ease can be nice. But the question is, is, is that enough? Because you know, kind of just stopping or just relaxing, okay, that might have a role to play, but maybe we do need to work in life. Maybe we do need to pursue things, and does that have a role to play as well? So a nice way, I think, of thinking about this is that, yes, being active in a way that's aligned towards happiness probably does make sense, and that does have a role to play beyond just embracing ease or non-striving. However, the difference really is whether or not we're overreaching. So if you can think of what it is to just be yourself, you know, so kind of a cliched term, be yourself. Sometimes the way we imagine being yourself is, all right, I'm just going to stop and just kind of sit here meditatively. That's, that's nice. That's definitely part of who you are. And sometimes it's something we don't do nearly enough of the time because we're busy trying to do other things. So actually just stopping and breathing and noticing who you are is a very important part of being you. It's a very centering thing. But is that completely being yourself? Probably not. Because there are many aspects of who you are. You're also somebody who likes to stand and likes to run and likes to communicate with people and, you know, likes to have positive conversations, but maybe you're somebody who likes an argument as well. Maybe you're somebody who likes a challenge. Maybe you're somebody who likes to climb a mountain. Maybe you're somebody who likes to be creative. There's a lot of stuff there that might fall within this circle that we might imagine, which is you and, and who you are. So there can be a lot within it. So if kind of just being yourself leads to happiness, well, there may be some need to explore that range of who you are as a person rather than the simplistic notion of kind of just stopping. Now, one thing stopping has, uh, which is maybe an advantage over some of the other things, is sometimes when you stop and disengage a little bit more, you will actually see who you are a little bit more broadly. Because sometimes when we're very actively engaged in one thing or another, we're kind of in that gear and we don't notice the other gears. Although you could probably argue that point too, because there's a sense that being very active kind of makes you appreciate stopping a little bit more. So, you know, they're sort of interconnected. But there definitely is something special about kind of stopping and broadening your awareness rather than just that active mode of day-to-day -day life. So it would be important to have that as like in a gearbox. That's kind of the neutral in a way. All the gears have value, all very useful. But being able to get back into neutral, you know, is, is rather helpful. And, you know, you're, you're moving through neutral as you're changing gear. You know, it's kind of a center point. So likewise, as you're leading your life, you're going to go into these different gears. But if you can keep kind of returning to home, 
and kind of just breathing a little bit and going, okay, who am I? Where am I? Where am I going? It doesn't have to be too long or too elaborate, but just that little check-in, that can be rather useful. And then there's a nice counterbalance between those various different modes that you're able to be in. So not overreaching, I think, is an important part of this. And satisfaction comes very often by engaging in living in a way that is being consistent with your nature. So that involves not overreaching, which would result in strain, but also not underreaching as well. Because if you're just stopping, rather than stopping and noticing who you are and then exploring who you are a little bit more, then you're probably underreaching a bit and that's not going to feel too satisfying. And we're not in a way designed to feel satisfied. We're designed to kind of achieve satisfaction. We are active creatures. They even do this in the zoo where very often if they're going to feed certain types of animals, they won't just give them the food. They've researched it and that uh, results in depression of the animals if you just feed them. Because typically in the wild, the animals don't just have the food there in front of them. What they'll do is they'll hide at places and put it in things and do weird things with it. And the idea is that that enrichment makes the experience a little bit more meaningful because they have to kind of earn it in a way. Now, there's a fine line, of course, to be found there where it becomes torture at a certain point and then it becomes boring on the other end of the spectrum. So I think we're looking for something similar as well. You know, who are you? What are you capable of? What are some of those capacities that you have? If you have business abilities, if you're a good singer, if you have creative abilities, if you're a great artist, you know, with that painting that you're going to paint, you don't want to just sit there and not do anything, but nor do you want to you know, try and play basketball well if you're not a great basketball player and have no interest in it, but art is your thing, you know, so that would be overreaching and then underreaching would just be really doing nothing. So happiness is the result of engaging in this kind of verb, this active process. You know, we don't just sit there in a state of happiness normally. It's more like that idea of the balanced diet where if you think about health, you know, happiness is a bit like health. How do you achieve health? Well, you kind of can't actually. It's this emergent thing that comes about as you are active in different ways, you rest suitably, you have enough exposure to daylight, not too much, not too little exposure to the elements, you eat a, a varied diet, you don't eat too much, you don't eat too little, you counterbalance different types of nutrients. And all of that can sound like a lot of work, but it can actually be great fun. It's enjoyable and happiness is something similar as you're exploring who you are, as you're exploring the range of who you are as a person, as you're not trying to strain outside of who you are, but you are exploring that scope of who you are as a person, that's generally where feelings of happiness emerge from. So if we want to just nail them down and pin them down and that's it and you're done, it tends not to work that way. But truth be told, you wouldn't really want that anyway as much as you think you might. You know, if you just flick a switch and there's just a feeling of happiness and you're there doing nothing, it's really not the way our systems are built. We're designed to be active. We're built in that way. So the more we can kind of fall into that mode, connect with our nature a little bit more, things tend to get a bit easier and you know challenges are still there, but it's more sustainable to encounter happiness to whatever degree that's actually available. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? 
Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or on JFL.com.